Kia ora, welcome back to Flying the Fern, powered by New Zealand Stories, Fernmark License Programme and produced by Raw Collective. This series is all about telling the real-life stories of well-known New Zealand businesses that carry the official Fernmark logo. We dig into how they came about, the challenges they've overcome, and their contribution to the reputation New Zealand businesses have around the world. Today's guest needs very little introduction. Anchor is a New Zealand dairy company and a subsidiary of Fonterra. Anchor plays an enormous role in advancing our dairy sector and shaping the global reputation of New Zealand's agricultural industry as a whole. A company that has been around for more than 130 years and exports more than 160 products to 80 countries around the world. Fonterra alone is responsible for around a third of the world's dairy exports. It's owned by over 9,000 Kiwi farming families and employs more than 21,000 people all around the world. It's a huge business and a huge responsibility. We learn about how Anchor got to this very successful point and how it manages to position New Zealand proteins among the world's best. It's a fantastic example of marketing and reputation management supported by quality, strong values and responsible production that delivers on the highest international standards. Well, kia ora, Brent. Nice to see you. Thank you. I detect from your accent that you're maybe not originally from New Zealand. So as someone who's got that kind of new lens on the country, what would you suggest every visitor to New Zealand must do? Yes, well, you're, you're correct. It is an Australian accent, so don't hold Welcome. that against me. No, no, um, not at all. I actually came to New Zealand via the Middle East. I was there for three years working with Fonterra. And um, what immediately stood out to me when I came here was uh, fantastic coffee, beer and food in general. Nice. I'd like to particularly call out Snackachangi uh, chips, which uh, <laughs> which I've taken a particular fondness to. But obviously, uh, I think you can't go past the South Island. Yeah. Um, we've done a bit of travelling since we got here and uh, I think yeah. everywhere you turn, there's uh, there's pretty amazing scenery. Beautiful. Oh, well, glad to have you here. So you sound like you've been in, uh, well, Anchor was formed, as, as I say, in 1886. I see it here. You haven't been with the business that whole time. Not, not quite not that quite. long. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I joined Fonterra about eight years ago. Right. Um, originally with the the Australian business and been working on Anchor, well, two years in this role, but uh, but was also working on the brand in the Middle East. Oh, nice one. And what is the, you know, the, it was started off as a butter factory. What is it today? It's much more than just a factory. We started off thanks to a bloke called uh, Henry Reynolds, who apparently came up with the name? Uh, he he saw it on the arm of one of his employees oh, when he was looking for Popeye. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Popeye must have worked for them. Yeah, uh, back then. Nowadays, we we ship to I think it's something like eighty odd countries, wow. um, and it's a one point two billion dollar uh, Kiwi brand globally. Yeah, we're clearly a, an iconic brand here in New Zealand. And, um, and I think about a, a third of uh, our volume that we sell would, would still be sold here at home, but also really, uh, really strong in places like, um, you know, an emerging business in China yeah. where we're actually a household name in Sri Lanka. So clearly the last couple of years has been a little bit challenging for the yeah. teams over there, but um, they're incredibly passionate about the brand. And then we, we've got a whole lot of weird pockets as well, like we're the number one butter in Azerbaijan. Um, <laughs> and as a result... Um, in that part of the world, uh, people associate good butter with uh, with kiwi golden butter, wow. which, which comes from uh, the fact that it's grass fed. So, pretty big 
brand yeah um and, and lots of funny little corners brilliant and i'm just going to go down that track for a little bit the, the yellow butter that we have out of new zealand i was reading the other day is to do with our uv light and the way that it sort of enhances the grass growth and etc you probably know more about it than i do though i, I pretend to yeah. okay good <laughs> what is that i mean what is the consumer reaction when they they understand grass-fed and you know that healthy beautiful outdoor product you know, New Zealand itself is pretty much famous for being a clean grain corner of the world. In some parts of the world, I think they confuse it with Austria or something if you oh, show yeah. them a picture. But um, but yeah, it's uh, about as good a place as any to, to grow uh, natural products. And yeah, so the butter is orange or yellowy because of the, the beta carotene uh, content, which comes from grass fed. So when the cows consume lots of grass, yeah. it then sort of comes through and uh, and you see that in the butter. If you look at a lot of the European butters, they're much lighter in colour yeah. and that's as a result of um, they have a lot more grain fed to them over the year because obviously there you go. there's less grass being grown. There you go. There's a new campaign slogan for you. If it ain't yellow, it's not anchor. I mean, we need to workshop that a little bit, but it's pretty good, I think. It's a pretty good starting point. Yeah, so the, the brand is, is the number one brand in uh, supermarkets yeah. still to this day. What do you think was the secret of that success, do you think, as you coming into the role and looking back over the history of the organisation, you know, how do you end up from that one dairy factory to suddenly this massive consumer brand? I think there's probably been plenty of really, really passionate people who have worked on the brand over the years. Certainly within our company, you've, you've got people that have served on Fonterra or the companies that became Fonterra for like 40-odd years. Some of our, you know, the dairy board uh, people from decades ago were so passionate about taking our products into far-flung parts of the world, yeah. like, I don't know, Barbados, uh, where we're the leading cheese brand apparently. I like how you're coming out with all these little facts, by the way. They're good. <laughs> And, uh, and even some of our, like, distributed partners uh, share that passion. Um, like I said, I, I worked in the Middle East and our distributor in Bahrain, who um, was one of the nicest blokes that I met in my, my time there, wearing his, uh, his dish dasher and, uh, and, yeah. and tobe and his title was Sheikh. And, uh, wow. But the way that he spoke about Anchor was almost the way that you would talk about a, a family member um, because it was, if not his first, it was the second brand that he carried. And he essentially built his business um, off chucking bags of milk powder in his bag, telling them that this is awesome milk powder from New Zealand. As a result, it's it's one of the strongest sort of pockets for the brand globally. That's wonderful. Oh, it's great stories here. And you're a subsidiary of Fonterra. We talked about Fonterra before. Uh, you know, how does that relationship work? I mean, you you are part of that Fonterra family of brands, I suppose. We're very much part of Fonterra. Fonterra is a huge company, obviously and operates across three channels. So uh, really big ingredients business, sizable food service business, and then uh, clearly Anchor's part of the consumer business. So, But within that, we're, we're the largest consumer brand that we have, but absolutely we're, we're sort of son of Fonterra. Nice. And um, obviously cooperatively owned Fonterra's, you know, what's the advantage for Fonterra or for New Zealand of having a co-op, you know, owned by the shareholders? So we're owned by 9,000 odd farming families. And I guess being part of the co-op, we're really focused on finding the best home for their milk. I think being part of a co-op allows us to try and solve challenges together. Our internal teams do a, do a lot to support 
farmers on farm with yeah. with things like the you know a lot around sustainability at the moment helping them uh with um things like uh veterinary uh services etc so there, there's a whole lot of uh yeah. sort of wrapped up services it, it comes that. along as part of being this bigger organization yeah and also i guess by banding together um we're able to to make a pretty big contribution to the kiwi economy um, yeah I think uh, it was something like $13.7 billion went back into the Kiwi economy just in milk payments alone. Wow. Um, and uh, as, as someone pretty new to the country, when I, as soon as you, you drive out of Auckland, you, you see our signs everywhere, you get a sense of the scale. Like it's, it's such a huge part of the, the country. It is, yeah, and tradition as well of the country. You know, as you say, farming families are part of the backbone of the, you know, the entire country is built around the land and our relationship between the land and the people. It's an important part of who we are. Um, and I know that you're going through a lot of, you know, thought about what does the future of farming look like? Can you, anything you can share about what do we think about from, from a sustainability point of view into the future? We have a great start point and, and that's due to, uh, you know, the pasture-based farming system that we have here in New Zealand. There's not too much you need to add into it. We've already got the grass, plenty of rainfall and sunshine. That means that we have one of the lowest carbon footprints in the world. Yeah. But we know that we need to continue to, to work in this space and um, we're working towards a net zero 2050 target. Something like 71% of our, uh, our farms already have uh, farm environment plans uh, to help us get there, which is, you know, one of the ways that we, we help our farmers measure, yeah. measure their carbon footprint. Nice. And that all plays into this brand New Zealand piece, which Fonterra is such a big part of, Anchor is such a visible part of. The brand of New Zealand comes to life because people associate us with this, you know, the, the grass and the beautiful atmosphere, et cetera. And, uh, and it also goes to the values of who we are as a, as a country. You know, how important is that to you, that sort of the value of healthy dairy, healthy living, that sort of stuff comes to life? I think that's a, a really big part of why I enjoy working for the co-op. We have pretty simple values. They've always attracted me to the organisation, things like make it happen, do the right thing, yeah. um, challenge boundaries and cooperative spirit. And I think there's a really, you know, close alignment with those and, and I guess New Zealand in general. Yeah. It's interesting talking to one of my newer colleagues who's come across from a, a large global multinational FMCG and she was actually attracted to joining the co-op because it is a, you know, a farmer-owned uh, cooperative that stands for, for these values as opposed to, you know, a corporate being run from, from somewhere very far away. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is of New Zealand and, and always will be. I suppose with that structure, it's always going to be in there as a big part of, you know, the identity of New Zealand as well. One of the unique things about Anchor, as well as the fact that it's been around for 130-odd years, is that whole time it's always been Kiwi-owned and operated, yeah. which I think is, um, you know, really special for a brand and probably goes some way to... Uh, to why people still uh, have a lot of affection for it. Yeah. Now, 130 years around Anchor Brand, but you've recently signed up to the Fernmark program, which is the you know the country brand that we that we look after. So, what was behind that decision? I think I was surprised that we weren't already signed up. Oh, right. <laughs> um, for me, it was an absolute no-brainer. It is one of the most widely recognised uh, you know symbols of New Zealand, and you know I, I knew that myself from uh, probably even before I. Joined the company and and clearly I've I've seen uh, seen a lot since then. We we jumped at the chance to to join and um, 
It's going to take us a while to get it onto all of our packaging. I think yeah. we've got something like 600 SKUs globally. Oh, um, okay. So we'll, we'll have to chip away. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's such a great shortcut for, you know, quality New Zealand and, you know, a bit of a tick of uh, endorsement as well. Yeah. Speaking of packaging, by the way, you just mentioned packaging. You're doing a lot of work, I think, around sustainable packaging and, and making recyclable packaging anyway. That's a focus for you for the future? Absolutely. And and when you think about sustainability, for our consumers, packaging and waste is number one. You know, it's what they're putting in their trolley. Yep. It's what they're holding in their hand. It's what they get confused about, you yep. know, putting in the recycling or, or what goes in the bin. So we know that that is, is where we need to start. We've made a commitment to, uh, to get all of our packaging globally uh, recycle ready by 2025. Well, that's not long away. It's not long, no, long away. So luckily we started a few years ago. Um, yeah. at, at this point, I think we're, we're north of 80% there uh, globally and feeling really confident we'll get to, uh, to pretty close to 100 by the end of that 2025. Wow. Yeah. And that's part, again, just a big, big part of the brand story there is, you know, it's healthy for you but also healthy for the environment. It's wonderful. Yeah, and, and I guess there's been a, a couple of great initiatives locally here over the last couple of years. So um, the brands team here have launched the plant-based bottle, oh, yeah. um, which is, uh, I think, one of the first uh, bottles to be, you know, sourced from uh, sustainable, I think it's cellulose from sustainable sugar cane. Oh, okay. That's been a great initiative. And then also making sure that our, I think on our enriched range here, that that's all carbon zero certified through Toy2. Yeah. Oh, awesome. You're ticking all the boxes. And you did something recently with Kickstart Breakfast Program. Can you tell us a bit about that? So the Anchor brand is, is one of the key components of the Kickstart Program, which yeah. is a joint initiative between Fonterra, Sanitarium, and the Ministry of Social Development. And the program has been running since 2009, and that gives kids uh, all, all around New Zealand the opportunity to have a bit of anchor milk and some wheat bix to, to start their day well. Nice. My wife is actually a teacher at one of the schools that, oh, really cool. that serves kickstart breakfast. So, um, and I'm heading out actually on Thursday morning to go uh, see, see her and the kids in action. Oh, nice. Um, but I guess, uh, you know, she, she gets to see firsthand the difference that kids having a full stomach yeah. makes to, to their ability to, to make the most of their learning. Yeah, well, I mean, wish, we wish we didn't need that program, but it's wonderful that we do have that program and, uh, and awesome that you support it and um, get out and see it and about. Uh, also, knowing that, you know, it's not about just environmental sustainability, it's about society. Go back to that point about the farming families and being such an important part of our New Zealand identity, you know, giving back into society is a big part of it as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, community initiatives, are, I think, have been a long part of the, uh, you know, fabric of the brand. Yeah. The local team did a, a great job around, a, a, I think it was with the Food Network and a Christmas yeah. initiative a couple of years back. But, yeah, Kickstart is is one of the key focus areas. Awesome. Now, as you look forward, you know, you've inherited a brand that's 130 years old. That's a huge responsibility and weight of history, but you've got to look forward into the future. Where do, where do you think the brand's going to head next 130 years? Obviously, we, we want to ensure that we, we protect our, uh, the way that Kiwis view the brand here locally, and that is really closely linked to continuing to work on how sustainable we are and, and also look at new, you know, new and interesting ways that we can get people to enjoy Anchor, things like the Protein Plus yogurts, which are a personal favourite of mine, trying to continue to innovate and bring, bring yeah. people into the brand. But when I think globally about where the, the biggest opportunities to grow the brand. Um, clearly, uh, you know, China, there's a huge amount of headspace there as 
local consumers incorporate more dairy into their diet. Yeah. With things like, um, you know, we, we sell processed cheese slices there. Our butter is, um, is the number one or, or one of the, the leading imported butters, but still a huge amount of our headspace is yeah. there's only a, a small proportion of Chinese consumers yeah. enjoying dairy on their food. Similarly in Southeast Asia, that's one of the, the main focus areas for us. And, and that's a combination of similar dairy foods, getting, getting uh, people in Indonesia to swap their margarine or cooking oil for an anchor butter to liven up their dishes in, um, nice. you know, in, in their seasonal events. It's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of commonalities even, even between Southeast Asia and, and places like, uh, you know, New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. People love celebrating at seasonal occasions. It's just that they're celebrating Ramadan with their friends and families which is um, an even greater opportunity for us with uh, with food products because yeah. it's, it's essentially uh, when when they break their fast each day, right. it's like Christmas. Um, you know, Christmas for, for us for yeah. <laughs> for every day, and and um, you know, clearly entertaining and celebrating nice. with, with friends and family is is enhanced by food. And then finally, I guess we're we're looking at well, how how can we I guess push the boundaries a little bit of. Uh, of the anchor brand and um, and how can we launch some innovative products to take you know from a foundation of really uh, great NZ nutrition, but then enhance it with uh, we're about to launch um, a range of functional powders in um, okay. across parts of Southeast Asia where we're taking the goodness of NZ and enhancing the protein in those to help establish the brand in um, in markets where at the moment we're we're still quite small. Brilliant. I love it. Sounds like a huge global aspiration and a, obviously amazing New Zealand brand out in the market. And I've learned today about Azerbaijan, Bahrain, Bahrain sorry, Barbados. Like we're, we're really working our way through the alphabet of countries out there in terms of our, yes. our implementation of this butter. It's just wonderful to have you here. Thank you for flying the fern for New Zealand. No worries. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast series is all about highlighting the amazing work New Zealand companies are doing in a variety of sectors and spaces. If you like this episode, there's plenty more great stories from Flying the Firm podcast that you can listen to. Just go ahead and check them out where you found this one. We're also highlighting the Fernmark license program, which we talked about during the episode. The Fernmark is our national symbol and a country of origin mark that helps Kiwi businesses promote trust, authenticity and credibility by leveraging the good reputation that New Zealand has overseas. To find out more or to apply to be part of the program, head to our website, fernmark.nzstory.gov.nz. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Haere for now.